0: You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Success is important. Without it, we can't feel a sense of value in the things we do and the relationships with those around us. The same is true for our dogs. Just as we don't like to feel that we are doing it wrong all the time, our dogs need to feel that they are doing things right in order to be at their best. Training with our dogs can sometimes feel like a struggle. We know what we want them to do. But until we get them trained, they're just trying to understand. One of the most important aspects of training, and one that is frequently overlooked, is keeping the learner motivated to keep trying to get it right. Winston Churchill once said, Success consists of going from failure to failure without the loss of enthusiasm. As the trainer, we need to let our dog win enough of the time to feel like they are making progress. I think that's more important than how quickly they do what we ask. This is Canine Nation. In addition to these podcasts, Canine Nation appears at Life as a Human, the online magazine. You can find an archive of all the Canine Nation articles at caninenation.lifeasahuman.com. Canine Nation also has its own website at caninenation.ca, and here you can find an archive and links to all of our podcasts and all of the articles at Life as a Human. We have had some lively discussions on the Canine Nation forum group on Facebook over the past week or so. What I like about our forum is that somehow we managed to keep the discussion civil and free of the bickering that seems to be so common in social media groups. Respectful, rational discussion seems to be at a premium on the Internet, and I'm glad that we have a place to talk about dogs, behavior, and training issues without people judging or ridiculing what gets posted. It gives me hope. I hope you can join us on the Canine Nation Forum group on Facebook to share your views and opinions on my articles and podcasts. Speaking of Facebook, I had the great pleasure of doing an online interview for a group called All Things Dog Behavior this past week. It's a great group full of very nice people, and they have some great discussions there as well. Thanks to Carol Lee Penner from Manitoba for managing the group And thanks to Denise O'Moore from Ireland for hosting our interview. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. It's dinner time in America, where more pet parents trust PetSmart for natural and expert-recommended foods than any place else. And now, we've added more than 100 new varieties to our already wide selection of your favorite brands, like Simply Nourish, Authority, Wellness, Science Diet, and more. Do what's best for your pet. At PetSmart, happiness in store. Go to PetSmartDeal.com to find out this week's coupon code and save up to 30% on food, treats, toys, and more. And get free shipping on orders of $49. Go to PetSmartDeal.com. P E T S M A R T D E A L.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Jeff Werber, host of Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff here on Pet Life Radio. Please join us at our new time on Sundays at 9 a.m. Pacific time and noon Eastern time to talk about your pets. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet Actor Charlie Sheen made a splash not too long ago with his drug fueled rants about winning. As strange as that episode may have been, there was something to that message that winning is important. It doesn't matter what game you play, you have to lose a few times before you learn to play well enough to win. And most times, we try out an easy or beginner version of the game before we tackle the really hard stuff. That's because it can be too discouraging to just keep losing, to keep getting it wrong, or even just not right enough to win every once in a while. Winning isn't just a score or an achievement. It's a feeling. It's that feeling of success. And that success can motivate us to stretch ourselves further to see what else we can do. The same is true for our dogs. This is my article, Top Dogs, The Importance of Winning. Many years ago, I stumbled upon a very funny website that sold demotivational posters. Obviously, this was a parody on those motivational posters that you often find on the walls of corporate workplaces. The posters feature a photo of some inspiring scene and motivational words underscored by a clever saying meant to inspire that particular sentiment. The demotivational posters offer a satirical parody but often contain a grain of truth. One of my favorites features a tennis player on his knees with his hands raised to his head in anguish, The caption below the photo reads, Stupidity. Winners never quit, and quitters never win. But those who never win and never quit are idiots. Beyond the obvious chuckles, this poster illustrates an important aspect of behavioral science. Any reasonable person has to win a certain percentage of the time, or they would simply give up on the game. Conversely, after losing a game a number of times a reasonable person would conclude that the game was not worth playing. It's an important concept. The eventual reward has to be worth the effort to play the game. And this is as true for our dogs as it is for us. While most people don't usually think of it this way, training a dog is a lot like a game of charades. We are trying to get our dog to do a behavior that we want them to do, but we can't just explain what we want and have them do it. That means there is going to be some trial and error on both sides as we try to communicate what we mean and our dog tries to produce what they think is a correct response. Sometimes they get it more quickly and sometimes it can take three or four different approaches to get our message across. And just like a game of charades, there will be lots of little successes and failures along the way. The trick to good training, in my opinion, is not about getting the end result you want quickly. I believe that the trick to good training is producing a dog that enjoys playing the training game as often as possible. That may sound a little strange, but here's what I mean. It's great that you can get a dog to sit or lie down or heel by whatever method you might choose. It's great for right now. It's great for the behavior you wanted to train today. But if your dog doesn't enjoy the process of learning that behavior, how willing will she be to learn the next behavior, or the behavior after that, or the one you want to teach her two years from now? So back to our demotivational poster. What happens if your dog never wins? Does she have the option to quit when she's had enough? Depends on the trainer, I guess. In any case, I've never personally met a dog stupid enough to want to keep playing if they never, ever win. Even small victories are enough to keep some dogs in the game. Perspective is important. As the trainer, we're trying to get our dog to do the behavior that we want. In that context, we win when the dog does what we ask when we give the cue. But how does the dog win? I suppose that depends on how you train. For those of us who use reinforcement-based training, the answer is easy. The dog wins when we give them the reward during training. More traditional trainers will spare their dog from a scolding or other punishments when they do the behavior correctly. Whether it's getting something pleasant or avoiding something unpleasant, the dog wins when we say they win. This is where things can get a little sticky. Just like the game of charades I mentioned, sometimes doing the behavior we want is not an all-or-nothing decision. While we are training any behavior, there may be opportunities to let our dog know, that they are on the right track, even if they haven't figured out the whole thing yet. Similarly, there will be opportunities to tell our dogs that they are not doing what we are asking them to do by correcting them. There might be a lot of little wins and losses along the way. All of our greatest sports heroes have lost games at some time. They have made errors. They have messed up and gotten it wrong. But in the end, they have found a reason to continue in their sport and become champions. That takes training and dedication and something more. Success. There has to be a certain measure of success along the way to provide the motivation to keep trying to improve. As dog trainers, we get to decide how we want to motivate our dogs while training. That may sound like a strange idea to some people, but our dogs can only learn if they are willing to cooperate. I have found in working with my own dogs that a few simple rules keep me on track as a trainer to make sure that my dogs always feel like it's worth trying to work with me. They aren't complicated, but I find that it takes some discipline on my part to stick to the program in spite of what's happening during training. The 70% rule. My dog must be successful 70% of the time while we are training. That means that they will be correct 7 out of every 10 tries. How can I guarantee that? By changing the rules in my dog's favor if that is what is needed. If my dog begins failing too often, perhaps I'm not doing a good job of communicating what I want. Maybe I'm asking for too much. They may even be getting tired. Whatever the reason, I need to change what I'm doing and not put more pressure on my dog to get it right. All dogs like to be winners. The Rule of Three My dog cannot make three mistakes in a row. If I'm training and my dog has failed twice in a row, I must guarantee that on that third attempt, she will be successful. Most often, I do that by asking her for a well-known behavior that I know she finds easy, like a sit or a down. Used in conjunction with the 70% rule, it creates an environment where my dog wins at least twice as often as she loses, and she never loses more than twice in a row. Leave them wanting more. It's important to me to quit training before my dog is too tired, too frustrated, or distracted. I want my dog to leave a training session thinking, "Ah shucks, I was just having fun. Why did we have to quit? And that's not a problem because there will be another opportunity to play the training game very soon. Using this approach has made all of my dogs eager and excited when they see that it's time to train. Of course, the temptation to bend or break those rules is always there. It is especially hard when I'm getting close to a finished behavior with my dog, or it seems that my dog is on the verge of some breakthrough in learning. It's very easy to say, just one more try and I know she will get it. But then, one more turns into two, or three, or more than that, and before I realize it, I've broken all of my training rules, and my dog would rather just go off and sniff. It happens. Fortunately, dogs are very forgiving. The more success they have had in training in the past, the more likely they are to forget our little mistakes. And that's what I like to call the 4 out of 5 rule. If you stick to the rules and you are tried and true with your dog 80% of the time, they are willing to forgive and forget the other 20%. That means I don't have to be perfect. I just have to get it right 4 out of 5 times and the system seems to work. Helping our dogs be successful and making them winners also gives them a very forgiving temperament, it seems. We are positive reinforcement trainers, but I believe these rules are important because they help us be consistent as trainers. Our dogs are not always guessing. They know that they are winners and they like working for us. I'd like to think we can train the canine equivalent of a Michael Jordan or a Wayne Gretzky using this kind of training. We know we can train agility champions, as both our Vince and our Tiramisu have achieved those titles. What really matters to us is that our dogs feel like winners. Their smiles and joyful interactions with us tell us that we have been successful. And for us, that is reward enough. The titles and ribbons are just icing on the cake. Until next time, have fun with your dogs. Don't forget you can pick up any of my eBooks from dogwise.com, a great resource for anything you're looking for with regard to dogs, DVDs, books, toys, and more. Also check out our Canine Nation Facebook page and our Canine Nation Forum Facebook group. We also have a Canine Nation Google Plus community where you can also add your discussions if you prefer that. And finally, we have a Twitter account that you can communicate with us on. It's canine underscore nation. If you have a question or comment for us, please feel free to contact the Canine Nation podcast at barks at caninenation.ca. We look forward to hearing from you. So until next time, take care of the dogs. Bye for now. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.